If you're feeling overwhelmed by clutter, whether it be physical or mental clutter, I invite you to join me for my free five-day challenge called Re-Energize Your Home. We'll be meeting from June 3rd through June 9th for this amazing challenge where you will discover the power of shifting your mindset, the power of managing your energy, and having true support for your efforts. Let's help you reclaim control of your life and your space in just five days. All you need to do to join us in this free challenge is to go to maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash challenge. Again, that's maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash challenge. I can't wait to work with you and I'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 13. Have your thoughts caused you to doubt yourself or to lose your way? Today's guest, Elizabeth Pasquale, is going to show you how to get yourself back in alignment so you can stay on the path of great health and abundance. She's an advanced practitioner of craniosacral therapy, emotion freedom technique, and neurolinguistic programming, as well as other treatments that heal your body's energy system. She's got a way of making the woo-woo seem very commonsensical, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Please note, there's a brief visualization exercise that I ask Elizabeth to guide us through at the end of the episode. If you're driving or otherwise occupied, please do not close your eyes during the exercise, and please do the exercise at your own discretion, and enjoy it if you do decide to go through it. Let's go listen. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Lee, and I'm a psychologist and a procrastination coach. I've helped thousands of people move past procrastination and overwhelm so they could begin working to their potential. In this podcast, you're going to learn powerful strategies for getting your mind, body, and energy to work together so that you can focus on what's really important and accomplish the goals you want to achieve. When you start living within your full power, you're going to see how being productive can be easy and how you can create success on demand. Welcome to the Make Time for Success podcast. Hi, everyone. So glad you're here today. Today, I have a very special guest to introduce you to. Her name is Elizabeth Pasquale, and I have been working with her for a while And I would like for you to get to know her for all her wisdom, all of her techniques, and for how I think she can help you with things like anxiety and how your thoughts are going in your brain and many other things. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you, Christine. It's delightful to be here with you. Okay, great. Could you please tell our audience how you got to be who you are and the kinds of work you do. Oh, thanks so much. I created my office, which is called Well on the Way, about over 25 years ago. And primarily, I came out of a situation where I was having health challenges, chronic fatigue and indigestion and leaky gut and all those things. But it was so long ago, they really didn't have names for this stuff or treatments. And so I found my way through all of this, and it led me to energetic therapies. Like first, my first love was craniosacral therapy, and then 
the energetic therapies that are kind of the siblings of that, like lymph drainage therapy and visceral manipulation. And then I became a student of Abraham Hicks and began to understand more about how to control my energy, which is ever flowing out from us, and then explored that more with neuro-linguistic programming, working with Dr. Richard Bandler and a lot of other courses and trainings along the way, and just has blossomed into this very wonderful field that I enjoy and uh, very many beautiful clients I have met and helped. And we've just shared a cooperative experience of improving our lives. It's just been beautiful. Yes, you've certainly helped me. And I know you've helped clients of mine as well. And I know that you are enjoying spectacular health yourself. Could you tell us a little bit about how just exploring these different types of treatments helped you with your own physical health? Well, the exploration for these treatments was pretty selfish. It was for my own enjoyment, for my own betterment. And it just kind of blossomed into something that I could share with others. And certainly part of that was also the nutritional aspect. I just learned so much about a body and how to take care of it. And I learned that the most detrimental thing to our body is, and this is not going to come as a shock to anyone, but stress, anxiety, worry, in which I was a very big participant through the first 30, 40 years of my life. So undoing that and creating a new habitual pattern as and all of these other measures to kind of help direct me along that path so that I could replace stress with optimism and confidence in the well-being that is assured to all of us made a huge difference in my health. And I learned that I can share that with other people and it's made a huge difference in other people's life because it's part of our culture to worry and think that anxiety and worry is natural and it's just detrimental. There's no benefit. Yes. I was just going to ask you that kind of question. You know, how do you think we get to be this tangle of anxieties? And you just answered the question, which is that culturally we're trained into that mindset. Could you describe cranial sacral therapy to our listeners? Because I don't know that that's well understood. All right. Well, cranial sacral therapy is a hands-on approach. And for the longest time, I was one of those people who didn't really understand energetic work and thought it was kind of mumbo jumbo. And it's nice to come in with craniosacral because it has a very physical aspect to it where your hands are manipulating cranial bones and the spinal bones, and you're actually feeling for restrictions. It's very light touch in these these are really energetic pathways and the energy is also being carried in the cerebrospinal fluid, which is, these are all physical things that you can map and palpate. So you're feeling for restrictions in this system, which is your nervous system. And you're through a very gentle touch, releasing restrictions in the system and allowing the energy to flow. Is that uh, enough explanation as how that works or do you need something more? Okay, great. That's a beautiful description. Do you find that many of your clients or potential clients are doubting 
the energetic system, doubting that, you know, in your explanation, you said that energy is physical, but I do believe that lots of people don't believe there's an energy system. Well, that's everybody doubts energy work to some degree, I, I think. I mean, at least all the people that come to me. But you also feel your own energy. Like you feel the difference between being happy and being sad. You can feel that's a different one is enlivening and the other one is, is deadening or you can feel the difference in your own energy. So it's, it's an easy demonstration as people start to feel differently about their situation and their lives that their energy has changed. It's just something that everybody understands on some level. So getting to the level where you're at and making you more aware of the effect of your thoughts on your energy, your words on your energy. Words take energy with them. Like even the word worry, you feel that. You feel it in your body. You feel it kind of as a downer. And the word love just immediately allows you to take a deeper breath, to look up, It's not such a difficult thing to retrain someone to become more aware of one's energy. Even saying the word aware, you can kind of feel your eyes opening more, your boundaries kind of expand. This is all the energy. It's not something you can put your finger on, but you you feel the difference. It's all about your feelings are the ones that keep you on track or off track with whether your energy is helpful to you or you're spending time and energy that is destructive to you. Okay. So this makes me curious about how does the body process excess anxiety? What happens inside the body or in the muscles or energy storage or being stuck? What can you teach us? Excellent question. Because in in the way I was trained in my therapy through cranial sacral therapy and lymph drainage therapy. So we're able to feel the subtle flow of fluid in your body, just Mm -hmm. like a nurse is trained to take a pulse, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have that training, every single person who's in nursing training knows how to take your pulse. So once you have the training for cranial sacral therapy or lymph drainage therapy, everyone can feel the fluid of cerebrospinal fluid in the brain and in your head and through your body. And everyone can feel those little rivers of lymph as they pass through certain checkpoints in your body, just like you're trained to feel the pulse on a a wrist or, you know, on the neck, You, you know, the places to look for the cerebrospinal fluid flow and for the lymph drainage flow. Stress stops those fluids. Stress makes those fluids go at a rate and an amplitude that is depleted. And a person who's trained can feel that. And you need these things to flow. They are bringing nutrients to your body. They're bringing oxygen to your body. They're detoxing your body. You need that to be in a pepped up system. And long-term anxiety and stress will just shut these down. And we feel that it's one of the most obvious feelings for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. These systems are generally shut down when a person has PTSD. They're just not working 
up to speed. It's very difficult to palpate them. They're working at a very minimal level, and there's usually accompanying physical pain or illness with a situation like that if it goes on for too long a time. That is a beautiful explanation, I think, of how the body works in general, that the body works through a flow system, and we really need to support our body's health by remaining in flow and nurturing Mm -hmm. that flow. Yeah. And we are hydroelectric energy plants. (laughs) <laughs> our energy is moving through fluid. So, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's what we are. We want to keep those fluids going. We want the com- water coming over the dam, the water moving the water wheel. It's uh, It's got to be vibrant and a good amount of it and healthy and flowing through every part of our body. And uh, you can see as people perk up their energy and take on a demeanor that's more carefree, more fun, that those systems improve and your health has to return. It's just law. Yes. Okay. So now you're making me think about being sedentary and the fact that COVID restrictions, COVID fears might be causing people to be less active, to be more sedentary. And what advice do you have for our listeners who might be in that situation? Definitely. Everybody knows they got to be out there walking, right? That's one of the things that the Heart Association has been telling people for decades. You need those 10,000 steps a day. Your heart needs that. It needs to be moving to move your blood, to be a healthy muscle. You got to use it. So that is your basic, basic understanding. If you have a machine you can walk on at home if you have to stay indoors if you have one of those rebounders you can bounce on but just about everybody i mean our restrictions at the most restrict they've been have not been as bad as some places where you couldn't leave your house generally you can leave your house to go for a walk the worst part of it is of course all the anxiety that the covid pandemic has brought about. And even if you're trying to be hopeful and optimistic, a friend of mine posted on Facebook a long litany of her point of view, which was, I'm happy, but I'm worried. And she listed everything. I'm happy that my family is well, but worried that they could still get sick. I'm happy that my daughter is home, but worried when will she ever be able to go out get a great job and be with their friends. I'm happy that my husband is working, but I'm worried that he'll lose his job. I'm happy that we have new leadership, but worried we have too many problems to never be able to solve them. So she just went on and on and on and on. And this kind of thinking is so detrimental because the focus is diffuse. It's going in two directions. If you can just imagine a chariot with two horses and the horses are pulling in opposite directions, You just can't head straight down the road. You can't move to what you want. So a lot of people's thinking has been going like that. There's things in their immediate situation. They may be in quarantine. They may be in a very nice home. They may have plenty of food, but they're still worried about all these extraneous things that's being broadcast to them on TV, or they're worried about what other members of the family are doing. If you want to have good health, which... Is like what everybody's striving for during the pandemic. They don't want to get sick, but not wanting to get sick and, and trusting that you have good health are kind of two different things. You're kind of focused on two different things. 
So a better way to think about it is I'm happy. Don't use that, but I'm worried. (laughs) Just (laughs) Just leave that out of your vocabulary. I'm happy. I'm happy my family is well. I'm happy my daughter is home. I'm happy my husband has a job and we have income flowing. I'm thrilled we have terrific food. I love that I have this. Now, doesn't that feel terrific? When that you, feels a lot better. <laughs> you know, that just gets your energy up and up and up. And it's an energetic world. You are an energy being and you are transmitting with no off button. So your energy is always being received by the universe, whatever you want to call it, and you're bringing you matching energy. So if you can keep up this optimism, this language that feels good, then you are more likely, you're very likely to bring the best circumstances to you. When you have this discursive thinking, you're inviting calamity or at least you're not bringing as much well-being into your sphere as you could be. Now, a lot of us just spend more time in optimism. I mean, friends, you know, the people that I know are more optimistic and they're more enjoying the good times with their families and they aren't worrying all that much, right? They're worrying sometimes when they see the news, they kind of, or I don't know, it's certain circumstances. So it's a timing kind of thing, you know, where are you spending more of your time? But it's the people that are like more chronic worriers, more, you can see that their life is not going that great. They tend to get more illnesses. They tend to get into more difficult situations. So we kind of all know people like that, that talk a lot about their worries and just seem to attract all kinds of pitfalls. Yes. Yeah. As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking that it's kind of like you have to choose your belief system, but you want to choose well. You are choosing your belief system every second and certainly every time you open your mouth. That's pretty much the only thing you get to choose. You get to choose your energy. You get to choose your belief system and your life follows your beliefs. It's not the other way around. You're making choices in every, every moment. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Which makes life so much fun. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, it's your choice. You can be making life fun or you can not. And I understand. I mean, some people come to me who are very ill and it's hard to be optimistic sometimes when you've been through a lot of that. So I encourage people to first clean up your language. So you start getting a real focus on the health that you want and just don't entertain the other thoughts or words. And also replacing the word hope with the word trust is much more effective. Hope leaves open disaster. (laughs) You know, that it could happen. Disaster could happen. I might not get what I want. Trust, you're just focused on what you want and on that journey unfolding. And you're assuming it's going to happen. Yes, you're trusting. It's happening. It's in the works. And it is in the works. I love it. And I hadn't heard that distinction of the two words. And I love that. So could you tell us a little bit more about NLP and neurolinguistic programming because of the emphasis on the words impact on our outcomes? And can you explain how that works? 
NLP is such a wonderful gift that's been given to us and it's decades in the evolving. So it's, it's really been around for a while and it's reached a lot of different practitioners, mostly in the areas of psychology and psychiatry because they're so open with their materials coming to us as more manual therapists because the uh, effect of your thoughts and your words are so important on your health. Of course, nothing could be more important. So the big thrust of neuro-linguistic programming is reframing your thinking with your, your words and also getting the person to imagine their life going well and to kind of embody it before it becomes a, a physical reality when it's still a mental reality and get the feeling for it, kind of practice it before it's delivered physically so that it comes to you more quickly as your body, you begin to shape it with your thoughts. And once you shape it with your thoughts, then you begin to shape it with your actions. And once you shape it with your actions, well, there is a time factor. It doesn't have come immediately, but it does come because your actions are always following your thoughts. Your words are following your thoughts. So getting this first area clear and focused and helping you rather than hurting you is what neuro-linguistic programming is is all about in a very beautiful way with easy, easy techniques for people to learn. So I definitely recommend that people explore that with a practitioner. And there are quite a few practitioners around now. They're not too difficult to find. It's more rare to find someone that's like myself that's kind of put the manual therapy and the thought therapies together. But There's more and more of us out there. As you know, Christine, we find the people who help us as we're ready to receive. And you always find the perfect person once you say, I need help with this. And the, the person does show up who's going to be able to show you which combination is going to be the most benefit to you. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And I would highly recommend anyone who's listening to work with Elizabeth because she's fantastic. Elizabeth, thank you for explaining the thoughts start us off, then we get the words, and then we get the actions. I have always wondered, and this is my area of specialty, as you know, I've always wondered about why we break that link, the links between thoughts and our words and our words and our actions. Why do we get so disconnected and fragmented and stressed out? Maybe the answer is that stress is the reason we Mm, get disconnected. Yeah. I mean, can you give me an example of where you're going with that? In what way have you experienced that or you've experienced it with a client? Well, I'm just thinking about, let's say, the concept of doing a vision board. And Mm. there will be many people who perhaps attempt one and actually make one, but then there is no follow through, there is no action. And then the belief system kind of falls apart because they don't see any results. This is a hypothetical person. Oh, got it. Basically, the lack of belief that we can control our outcomes, that we define the outcomes that we're about to receive. We are always in control of our outcomes. And the the, the thing of the disjointed about the vision board and going out and getting it, I would say, you know, just don't do that. (laughs) Don't, Don't make any effort to go out and get what you put on your vision board. It might be kind of like counter, uh, not what you generally would hear from a coach, but 
just have the fun of the vision board. The vision board should be fun. The pictures you cut out should you should think are beautiful and exciting. And don't worry about making them happen. You've already assigned it to the universe to bring it to you. It knows how to do it in just the timing that's right for you. And then uh, I mean that whole idea of procrastination, like not going out to get what you want. You're getting it with every thought, with every energetic emission that is going out from you. You're either getting it or putting it further away. So that's the other part of that. If you have a picture of a beautiful house, but you're really saying, well, I don't really believe I could have that or a fancy car. I don't really believe, or even a boyfriend or whatever, but you have an internal voice that says, I don't really believe I'm, I could have that, or I'm, I'm worthy of that or something like that. That is the only thing that's keeping it away from you. So even if you were to like go on a lot of dating sites or <laughs> visit a lot of car dealerships, that other energy is going to block it for you. So if you find that there's things you want that you don't seem to be getting, then I would start doing those other practices that we know so well, which is like the tapping practice. That's really great because you think, well, I'm not getting what I want, so I must have some kind of resistance to it. I must have some kind of feeling of unworthiness or something that I'm blocking. So you, you can do the tapping without even knowing that you have the, what resistance you have. So emotional freedom technique is the tapping technique that I'm talking about. So it starts to clear that energy before you even, you know, you don't even, not even sure what kind of thing is blocking what you want. And you just do that every day for a while and let it unfold. Let the thing come to you. It will come to you if you can manage to make yourself receptive to it. Okay. So thank you for, I think, fixing my own thinking about manifestation <laughs> because I was t teaching our audience that you make the vision board and then you work for it. And I think that is my style <laughs> of working. <laughs> but I think maybe I've been overworking because I could just have more fun with the vision and let it be. It, it already exists because I've created it. And maybe I don't have to work so hard and I am prone to overworking indeed. And I do want to remind our audience that in episode four, there's a pretty complete description of EFT tapping in my conversation with Melanie Moore. So feel free to go back and listen to that episode as well. Episode four. That's great. Yes. Both of you are great. Okay. So let's move into something that both of us wanted to provide to our guest listeners today before we started recording. And that was a piece about COVID anxiety and how to cope with that, how to release that. And I'm going to let you take over and take us through perhaps a little calming session. We have a couple of things that we've already talked about that you can definitely do to release your COVID anxiety. One is to clean up the way you talk about things. None of these, I'm happy, but I'm worried, but, and also to change that word hope into that word trust. So that's a very easy thing you can take with you as far as doing it. Now you'd like to do a relaxing session and, and how much time would you like me to spend with that? like a 15 minutes kind of thing? Or maybe even shorter than that. Really, 
just to help our listeners learn how to kind of shift their mindset into, oh, I'm actually not bound by my thoughts. I can expand my energy and I can free myself of things that feel limiting. Yes. Okay. So just make yourself comfortable now and close your eyes just as soon as you wish and just pay attention to your thinking, pay attention to your breathing and just allow your thoughts to wash over you like waves coming up on the beach, just lapping on the seashore so gently. If you need to open your eyes and awaken, you'll awaken fully alert. But for now, you can just let go. Just pay attention to your breathing. The gentle rise and fall that happens all by itself. And now my voice will go with you. As you relax, you don't have to make any effort at all. Simply let go and notice your pulse and the beating of your own heart. And imagine in front of you a golden pathway. Just light it up with whatever colors you like. Shining with light, this is your future path. And imagine yourself some days ahead, maybe next week, and you see yourself relaxed and happy, happier than right now, happier, relaxed, perhaps doing something that you've been wanting, and just see that you've received whatever it is and you're feeling really good and your health is good, and you're just feeling happy-go-lucky, just feeling good, and make that a movie of yourself. And make that movie bigger and brighter, and make the colors brighter, and hear what you hear and feel what you feel, just feeling good. And now if you could and you can, just lift up from your body where you are and Feel yourself descend into that body, that happier, stronger body, that vital body. And just feel what that feels like and enjoy it. And look out ahead of you on this future path and see yourself sometime in the future, maybe next year. And there you are and you've received and all that you've been wanting and everything has worked out perfectly and the year is full of opportunities that you've received and answered and grown and you've expanded and people are just saying wonderful things to you about how much they admire what you've been able to accomplish this year and all is well and your health is improved and you're feeling vital and strong and happy and beautiful. And now you can, you can lift up out of this body on your timeline and descend into that body and feel how it feels. Make it bigger and brighter and hear things that people are saying and you're just so feeling so easy and happy and just relaxed and wonderful and 
you have all these accomplishments that you've succeeded this year and it just feels so great. And look out onto your timeline and there ahead of you years from now, you've succeeded in many things that you've been asking and you look wonderful and make that movie bigger and brighter and make it IMAX. And you see this wonderful life that you've created in this beautiful journey that you've had getting there and you just feel so healthy and vital and happy and easy. It was easy. It was, yes, there were some challenges and the answers came to you and the successes all happened. And it might be years down the road, but it feels so great. And the time was spent so well and lift yourself out of the body that you're in and put it into that body and feel how good that feels and look around you and admire all your successes and feel so great. And take the middle finger of your right hand and tap it to your thumb and Anchor that really great feeling and just feel so great. It just practically makes you laugh. It just feels so great. Everything's worked out so well and you knew it was coming. You knew you had the strength and here you are. You've just done all these wonderful things and turn around and look at your pathway. Look where you've come. Look at all the successes along the way, all the successes along the way and walk back through them walk back through them and feel all these different successes, all these challenges that you've made into wonderful, expansive opportunities. Walk back to where you are right now, where we stay right together and turn around and you've had all this experience and you have all this knowledge within you that this can be done and all the answers will come to you and everything Everything is working out for you. Everything is working out for you. Everything is working out for you. That's right. Everything is working out for you and all is well. All is very well. Now I'm going to count backwards from 10 to 1 and when I do you'll open your eyes. We can all daydream and we can all relax. And sometimes it's time to daydream and sometimes it's time to move enthusiastically forward. And you can awaken now as I count backwards, refreshed and alert, 10, 9, 8, feeling great, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Open your eyes just as soon as you wish. All is well. All is well. All is well. That was beautiful. I <laughs> Thank you for taking us on that personal journey. For me, it felt like a mental massage right away as yeah. soon as you started talking <laughs> and glowing up that pathway that was in front of me. It was beautiful and very rich. I loved it. Thank you so much for doing that for us. You're welcome. And you can do it anytime when you repeat. You just take yourself on a walk up your timeline and enjoy your successes and know that everything is working out for you and feel how good it feels. And you have that anchor. You can just press those fingers together and there you are. <laughs> there you are. Episode 13. Remember to repeat this one, everyone. <laughs> great. 13. What a great number. A perfect number. So, <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing your joy and your process and your progress, your life story, and your beautiful techniques with us today. Please remind our listeners how they can work with you and how they can stay in touch with you. Oh, that's great. Well, it's well on the way. 
org is my website and just feel free to uh, call my business phone 607-351-7024 call or text and I'll just be happy to meet you okay wonderful wonderful thank you so much again Elizabeth be well be well thank you so much for this opportunity to chat with you it was really fun bye-bye Christine my pleasure thank you take care everyone see you next episode Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make Time for Success podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, you can subscribe to make sure you get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com for past episodes, show notes, and all the resources we mention on the show. Feel free to connect with me over on Instagram too. You can find me there under the name Procrastination Coach. Send me a DM and let me know what your thoughts are about the episodes you've been listening to. And let me know any topics that you might like me to talk about on the show. I'd love to hear all about how you're making time for success. Talk to you soon.